Welcome to Adding Fuel to the Hire, a podcast for hiring managers and job seekers across all types of dealerships. With over 20 years collective recruitment experience, Rowan, Tony and Phil draw upon their knowledge to help you navigate through the recruitment and job hunt process. For more information, head to our website, addingfueltothehire.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Adding Fuel to the Hire. I'm today's host, Tony, and with me is Rowan Coe. How are you, Rowan? Good, Tony. How are you? I'm not too bad. So today we're going to be talking about a topic that uh, I know is very close to my heart, um, (laughs) and I'm sure a lot of recruiters' hearts out there, but it's how many interviews are too many. Um, And I suppose the whole purpose of it is candidates will drop off throughout the process. you know, it's probably not as important now with a lot of the redundancies that have occurred throughout Australia and, you know, the, the rising unemployment rate. You're not going to have as much, uh, I suppose, uh, trouble finding staff than what you'd ordinarily would. Um, but as soon as the economy picks back up and we're back to where we were, you know, not long ago, um, we're going to be in the same position where there's going to be way more job seekers than there are, uh, sorry, way more jobs available than there are job seekers around. And the importance of of trying to get the top talent over the line as quickly as you can, um, it's just going to be so much more important. Um, and, and where we see most candidates fall over throughout the process is when they, it starts dragging out with uh, too many interviews. It's definitely a delicate balance between mm. uh, having that speed of, of of trying to get the person over the line versus, uh, you know, assessing their suitability, doing background checks, all those sort of things. You know, it's uh, there's a definite uh, delicate balance there because, yeah, if you do take too long and you, there's too many interviews and the process is too long, you will lose good candidates because they're going to be looking at other roles as well at the same time. Yeah, exactly. So oh, I think the, the best place to start is probably just looking at when we talk about interviews, what are we talking about? There are different types of interviews. Um, so why don't we yeah kick off there? What's the, the first couple of types that uh, yeah you're aware of? Well, I mean, ideally what you'd want to do is, is a, a phone interview initially. Mm. Uh, we always encourage that as a as a bit of a pre-screen. I mean, we've done our interview uh, when we talk to candidates, but as a, as a hiring manager, you want to do a quick chat with the person. So quick phone chat uh, just to assess their general suitability and then invite them to discuss at a, a more in-depth interview perhaps. So, uh, so yeah, interview via phone uh, is one method uh, and also that's sort of moving into a bit more of the video interview as well uh, these days as well. Yeah, and that just, I suppose, that phone interview can tell pretty quickly if you're going to like a candidate or not. So it saves, particularly if you can have multiple people in an interview, like if you've got three hiring managers going to be in there, um, plus the interviews, interviewees time, um, you know, it's a lot of time being wasted by people if you get half an hour in and realize it's just not going to be a match. So just that quick 10, 15 minute conversation, you can tell pretty quickly if this is someone we want to dedicate more time to. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then of course you've got your traditional face-to-face interview, uh, which is, you know, sitting down in a room or as we've said, video interview is, yeah. is, is becoming a bit more common these yeah. days with COVID. Uh, you know, spending uh, time with the candidate and really understanding why they're suitable for the position and uh, also selling your own company as well to make sure that, uh, you know, you, you're putting your foot, your best foot forward to get the right candidate. Yeah, exactly. And then there's even, uh, I know we didn't have this down, um, but just talking about it now, it's come to my mind, is there's that, probably that third type of an interview where it's you're effectively giving a tour 
uh, of the facility or you, you know that the candidates, you know, 95% of the way there. Um, it, it's really just, we want to get them in front of some other people, meet the, you know, meet some, some important decision makers or even just their subordinates and, uh, you know, give them a tour and just see if it's going to be a fit. Yes. Um, and particularly for relocation roles as well, you know, get them to the town and, and um, you know, make sure they experience the town as a whole where the dealership fits into that and, and really just seeing if it's going to be a life fit, I suppose, for them. Yep. Um, so, yeah, w- with all that in mind, I suppose there, there's no, uh, you know, silver bullet. There's no one answer for all of it. But, you know, how, how does it look? How many interviews are too many or, or what does it look like? Well, ideally, I think there is a, a, a sort of a magic formula. Obviously, it does change between positions and the type yeah. of position you're hiring. But the key thing is to really make sure, but before we get to that answer, the key thing is to make sure that the decision makers are involved in the process together. Yeah. You don't want a, a situation with your face-to-face interviews where they come in and they meet with the hiring manager and then they've got to come in for a second interview when they're going to meet with the general manager. And then they come in for a third interview where they're going to meet the owner. That's a waste of time. You can have all three of those people involved in the decision-making or even if they don't need to be involved in the decision-making, really assess who actually needs to be involved and have those people together Mm. so that you can get those interviews. I mean, if you want to do separate interviews, that's fine. Maybe try and do them on the same day at the same sort of similar time though, so that they're back-to-back so that you've got that, uh, you know, you're not wasting the candidate's time and you're you're, you're able to make a decision quicker and you can also bounce ideas of and you know off each other yeah while assessing that candidate so but going back to your question how many interviews uh is is the right number mm. uh personally I, I the structure i would go is you've received the application you've done your you know screen of the resume and you think yeah. oh this is somebody i think i'd like to talk to get on the phone give them a call have that chat 10 yeah. to 15 minutes as you said um I don't know. Do you call that an interview? I, I probably would just tech on a technicality, but it's yeah. it's, it's pretty general. You know, yeah. you're not uh, you're not going in depth about the role. It's you know, thanks for applying. I would use that as a time to organise the next step, talk about yeah. the next steps, make it a bit more, uh, you know, about the process rather than you know that, and exactly. just try and build a bit Preparing of preparing them for it. Yeah. yeah, and get a bit of a conversation going so that you can you, you'll get a gut feel as to mm. like you said, you know, you'll get a gut feel as like oh yep. Uh, this person definitely is worth yep. having a chat to. Um, and then from there, go into a face-to-face interview. But like I said, have all those decision makers involved from the start. So ideally I would think phone interview, one face-to-face interview with all the decision makers, and then an optional third dealership tour, yep. business sell, whatever it is you've got to get them across the line with. I wouldn't use that third one as an actual screening or decision-making yeah. thing. By then you should have made up your decision as to whether this candidate's the right person. Yep. It's more about selling the company to them to make them want to come and work for you. Yeah. And, and I, maybe talking about salary as well. Yeah, exactly. And I think that third one where it can be used very rarely as a uh, you know, decision-making is really if you've started with five candidates and you've narrowed it down to two, um, you know, you might do a second round of face-to-face interviews that are more of a decision-making tool, but that's really just, you know, we've got our top two. We're happy with either of them. Um, how are we going to split them? And there's other ways you can, you know, psychometric assessment and other things like that, but really just, yeah, one last thing to kind of split the two. But realistically it's, yeah, as you said, phone interview and then a face-to-face, uh, have everyone in there um, and, and, yeah, try and – I suppose we're, going back a, a step – 
where we've seen it work really successfully when um, clients have had you know, bulk interviews to do and to be able to streamline it is when they just cut out a whole day and they say, right, the three hiring managers, we're going to be available all day. This is all we're going to do. And we're going to interview everyone in the one day and they just smash it out. And then that way, all decision makers are there. They've all seen the same interviews. Um, and then by the end of the day, they've got their decision made. Um, it makes it really difficult if you've got, say, three or four interviews to do with three or four people and you stretch them out over a two-week period, you're going to be so confused by the end of it who was your favourite candidate. People's, I suppose, memories of different interviews will be different um, and you're going to get to the end of it and go, well, we're going to have to bring you know Phil back in again because we don't really remember what his answers to these questions were or whatever. So, you know, really dedicating, you know, if you've got multiple interviews, lock away a whole day or a whole afternoon, whatever time frame you need to get them all done at once. But, um, yeah, just get it all done in the one time. And, and one tip I've got around that, not really related to what we're talking about, but uh, in the interview, uh, I guess the, the the order of the interviews, uh, I had a client say to me once, we want to interview the strongest candidate last. Uh, and I thought, oh, okay. Um, and he explained why it was, you know, they didn't want to be, uh, you know, this candidate was most aligned to the position from what their initial discussion and their resume, yep. but they didn't want that to cloud the, uh, assessment of the other candidates that yeah, were right. pretty close as well. So they had a, a I guess, a, a system where they would get the most, you know, their favourite yep. candidate in last so that they can um, really spend the time with those other ones. Because if you interview the best candidate first, that's great. And, you know, you'll, you'll be you'll be really excited about them. Yeah. And then anyone from there is not going to quite look as good. So you're going to have a bias to that best candidate already yep. and the other people won't get a fair assessment. Um, so I think it can be positive or a good way to, I guess, give everybody a fair go because you might find a diamond in the rough there yep. that maybe didn't put their skills properly down on a resume. So, yeah. you know, you may not have considered them as your strongest candidate. So, you know, giving them an opportunity to shine without the the cloud of, of the most perfect candidate who yep. had the best <laughs> interview um, being first, I think is, uh, is can be a good strategy. Yeah, it's a good point because I suppose subconsciously you are going to be, uh, you know, if that's your favourite candidate, you interview them first and you go, yep, sweet, yeah. that's our person. Yep. You're going to zone out for the next four hours of interviews and not really give them a, a shot at all. Well, we've had clients, you know, want to just cancel the rest yeah. of the interviews <laughs> because, you know, they've had that first candidate, you know, they've interviewed them. And the other candidates that we put forward might have been great, uh, but – you know, they've made up their decision or, you know, made made a decision and that's the direction they want to go in. So, yeah, I guess I know it takes more time and, you know, maybe you just want to find the right person as quickly as possible. But I think in most instances it is a good opportunity to be able to give those other people an opportunity to, uh, you know, put their best foot forward without that cloud of the good candidate. Yeah, I, I'd forgotten all about that, but I've actually had, yeah, that example happened to me where I had a client call me up and, had to, uh, well, they wanted me to cancel interviews of people that were actually on their way to attend <laughs> said interview. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I know this episode's about how many interviews are too many, but uh, zero is probably how many <laughs> interviews are too few. Um, so definitely give everyone that you've, uh, you know, screened and, and organised an interview, definitely go through with them regardless of whether you found someone. Um, but I want to uh, I want to talk about, I guess, you know, there are instances, as you said, where perhaps – you know, there, there does need to be two face-to-face interviews or, or more face-to-face yeah. interviews than just the one. And that's, you know, in some instances that's okay if that's part of your procedure or maybe someone was sick or whatever. But the key thing, and if you've listened to our other episodes, um, you'll hear us talk about this a lot, yep. is communication. Yeah. You know, 
talk to the candidates, explain the process, and that's when that phone chat at the start of the process can be a good time to talk about, you know, okay, so, yeah, we're going to have a chat now, 10, 15 minutes just to, you know, uh, just discuss loosely the role. Yep. And then what we'll do is we'll get you in. Um, the first interview, usually we do this, but sometimes we may have to get you in for a second interview or whatever, but yeah. we'll communicate that. So it's important to communicate to candidates so they know where they are in the process. And if there's a delay in that second interview or, uh, you know, if there's any, they need to come back, just keep talking to them, keep them engaged, keep them interested, know where they are so that they don't think, uh, you know, we've talked about, planting the seed of doubt, you know, if they yeah. don't hear about that second interview, then they're going to start wondering and worrying and they're not off to a good start if they even do get the position. Yeah, exactly. And and I suppose that's a really good point and, and probably one to, to kind of end on in that sense that, yes, we do recommend, you know, keeping them to a minimum. But, yeah, as you said, if you have to, to stretch it out for whatever reason, and then there are valid reasons, you know, people, as you said, will be sick and, um, you know, a different decision maker needs to be there on a different day. That's fine, but yeah, just communicate, keep them interested, keep them engaged, and uh, your, your chances will uh, will be far higher of getting them over the line. Definitely. Uh, but uh, yeah, we, we do have a, a. I know it's a short episode, but we do have a a topic on the. Uh, I suppose a, a news article on our website for this, um, which we'll put in the show notes. But uh, jump on there and have a have a quick look. But um, yeah, if you do have any questions or if you, uh, you know, you're reviewing your processes and you want to want to ask us questions about how that looks and uh, get our recommendations, happy to uh, give any help. But um, otherwise we'll be back next week with another episode, but uh, yeah, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to another episode of Adding Fuel to the Hire. If you have any questions or you'd like to hear us talk about a particular topic, why not send us an email at podcast at addingfueltothehire.com. If you like what we do and would like to support our podcast, please leave a review on your podcasting app of choice. For further information, please visit our website, addingfueltothehire.com.